I'm interrupting my own podcast to tell you about a really cool free workshop that I created that you can watch right now. It'll teach you how to get good at calligraphy and make money from it in six months or less. So basically by this holiday season, because look, it's June 2024 right now. Imagine spending some time this summer learning a craft that's beautiful and relaxing, practical. I mean, it doesn't require a lot of expensive or bulky craft supplies and it's in demand. Something you have fun doing and where you see real progress. So you're inspired to keep going. And then imagine by this holiday season, having good enough calligraphy skills and knowing exactly how to start selling your very first calligraphy product in a way that people can't wait to buy. This is all so doable. This is exactly what I teach in my calligraphy courses, but this free workshop that I put together is going to give you a really valuable preview. So honestly, after you watch it, you could totally implement this six-month plan all on your own. So if this is something you've been dreaming of for a long time, it's such a good time to start right now. I was in your shoes many years ago, and I couldn't have built a thriving calligraphy business without learning from other calligraphers ahead of me and getting from them a real sense of what's possible. So that's what I want to do for you. Take that step, pause this podcast right now, and go sign up at freecalligraphyworkshop.com. All you have to do is enter your email, and you'll get instant access. It's so worth it. Freecalligraphyworkshop.com. All right, now back to the episode. Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Sheena Show. So today I am talking about waste. This is a huge topic for me. I've struggled with it my entire life, and I also hear it from so many of you. I wanted to talk about this specifically because I get this kind of message all the time from my followers over Instagram DM, over email, through every channel. Every single time I talk about my journey, quitting law, 10 years spent studying for law, taking the bar exam, working in law, leaving that all behind to become a calligrapher. Every time I talk about that, and every time I talk about my program where I teach calligraphy, Modern Calligraphy 101, every time I talk about that, I get these messages about waste. And there are two distinct kinds that come across. One is I have spent 5, 10, 20 years in this field. If I quit now and do something else, won't all of that have just been a huge, gigantic waste? How did you get over that? And then I get a second kind of question, which is I've tried so many creative things before. I've been excited about things. I've invested. I've tried these things and it just never worked out. So what if I invest in your calligraphy program and then I don't end up becoming a really good calligrapher? Won't that be a huge waste of time and money 
and me. And that me part, I actually got that in an email. That's like word for word in an email that I got. So I really wanted to address this because it's all connected to the idea of waste. Like I said before, I struggled with it so much because growing up, you know, I grew up in a Korean immigrant family. My parents started out with not very much and bootstrapped their business for a long time. We just didn't have a ton to spend on extra things. So I had don't waste things really drilled into my head. Probably other immigrant families, immigrant children are like, yes, I totally relate to this. But, you know, don't waste food that's sitting there on the table. Don't buy that thing if you're not going to use it. Don't throw that away if there's a little bit left in there. It really was this idea of like, don't waste things, which sounds like a really noble cause. Like you're really taking nothing for granted. You're squeezing every last drop out. You're being thrifty and frugal and, and lifting yourself up. It can sound really noble, but then I realized that it had a really dark side as well, which is that I was just really afraid to waste anything and it was holding me back from trying a lot of things in my life. It was definitely holding me back (laughs) from quitting law. I thought that would be a huge waste. $100,000 in law school debt at the time that I decided to quit. So I had that hanging over my shoulders and not to mention the time that I spent and all the effort, it all felt like a waste. I was so hesitant to spend money on things that I didn't think would pan out. Crafts, learning things, all sorts of things that I felt were a waste of my time and money. So there were good things and there were bad things about it. As I've gone through this journey of building up my business, of living my life in a way that it feels more true to myself, I really have started to let go of this idea of waste because I really do think there it can go wrong. So here's how I want to break it down. I want to give you a logical, rational explanation for why worrying about waste doesn't quite pan out. And I want to give you a more philosophical, bigger picture. So I'm telling you, don't worry so much about waste. And I'm going to address it in two ways. The logical way is something called the sunk cost fallacy. If you've studied any economics, you're probably like, duh, sunk cost fallacy. But when I first heard this phrase and this idea, I was like, oh, it explains so many things. (laughs) So this is to counter that email that I got that said, look, I've spent so many years in this field. If I leave now, won't it all have just been a waste? I might as well stay and stick it out. Counter argument to that is the sunk cost fallacy. The sunk cost fallacy is based on the idea that we humans, we don't think logically all of the time. In fact, we rarely think logically. We have all sorts of shortcuts in our brains and ways to help guide our thinking that make us more efficient and make us operate in the world, but they're not always logical. And the sunk cost fallacy is one of them. The sunk cost fallacy is the idea that once you have put resources into something, it feels like a waste to let those resources go. You've, you've put them in. So you, if it's not working, you might as well, well, I might as well put a little more resources in, see if I can get it to work. And if it's not working, well, maybe I'll put a little bit extra in. Already put so much in, it'll be a waste if this doesn't work out, right? So I might as well just keep putting resources in. So let me give you a really concrete example, if that sounds abstract. Say you spent a lot of money on these concert tickets. It's like this hot new band, 
It's supposed to be really good. Everybody's excited about it. You spent a lot of money. You got these front row seats. You're looking forward to it. And say you get to the concert and it's just not what you expected. The sound is weird. It's not quite the music you were expecting. The people are, it's too crowded. You're just not feeling it. And you're just really, it's not what you wanted. And you're feeling pretty miserable in it. The sunk cost fallacy, <laughs> that way of thinking would be, well, I already spent so much money on these tickets and I spent so much time getting here and all this energy and I was looking forward to it. I might as well just stick it out. Maybe it'll get better. So you wait another 30 minutes, not better. Well, I've already spent this much time. I might as well just stick it out. Maybe it'll get better. And before you know it, you've spent three hours in this concert on top of the money and the time that you spent getting those tickets and looking forward to it. You've now wasted or spent an extra three hours being miserable in this concert. The sunk cost fallacy says that the resources, the time and the money you put into those concert tickets, those are lost. Those are sunk. There's no way of getting those back. So you might as well make a really logical decision right here and say, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I want to go. I'm going to go and do something more enjoyable. That way I can at least spend three enjoyable hours instead of being here miserable. That would be the logical thing to do, right? But the sunk cost fallacy in our heads, it's like, well, no, otherwise, if I don't stick it out, this will all have been a waste and you end up spending and wasting even more. You can see how the sunk cost fallacy would apply to your career. I spent 20 years as a pharmacist and going to pharmacy school and learning all this stuff and like, it would just be such a waste. So the answer is to spend 20 more years being miserable so that you don't make that a waste. So you waste 20 more years on top of it. It doesn't make sense, right? But it's just goes to show that we don't, our brains, they don't make sense a lot of the times. It, our brains are just trying to help us navigate this world. And it feels like a waste, but really the best thing to do if you're a pharmacist and you're miserable and you've spent 20 years is to try and make the next 20 years as happy as possible, whatever it takes, because you don't know how long you have. Wouldn't you hate to be on your deathbed and realize you spent 40 years of your life or however long of your life just trying not to be wasteful instead of trying to live a happy and fulfilled life. That's the sunk cost fallacy. And that's the logical counter argument to this idea of wouldn't it be a waste? Let's move on to the broader philosophical counter argument to anything being a waste. And that requires looking at where you're trying to get and deciding whether the destination is more important to you or whether the getting there is more important to you. Because if the destination is the only thing that's important to you, becoming a master calligrapher and becoming a full-time calligrapher, if that destination is the only thing that's important to you, then anything that doesn't get you all the way there, you can look at it as a failure and a waste right? Or I don't know, say it's being a full-time creative something. Anything that doesn't get you all the way there feels like a failure and a waste. So then the inclination, right, 
if you are thinking that way is, okay, let me backtrack and try something else. Okay, maybe this path. Okay, well, I didn't get really good enough here either and I kind of gave up and it didn't work out for me. Let's backtrack and try this other way and well, that got me a little, uh, that didn't quite get me there either. Let's backtrack. If that's the way you're thinking about life and your destination and the journey, then yeah, all these little paths will feel like a waste, like you've backtracked. But what if you thought about about it this way instead? What if you thought of the journey, the whole journey and the destination? It's all the goal. So the destination can be the same. I want to become a full-time creative something. Say you try something and it gets you here. Instead of backtracking or thinking of it that way mentally, what if you pivot and try something else and it takes you here? Neither of those things is getting you straight to your destination, right? But it's like a sailboat tacking in the wind. They're all getting you a little bit closer to your destination. They're all building on each other. So say the goal right here, you can see it, is I want to become a full-time creative something. And you try watercolor and okay, uh, I'm not super feeling it. Watercolor, maybe not the thing for me and kind of want to give up on this. All right, let's pivot. Okay, how about oil painting instead or doing some other sort of, say it was watercolor landscapes. Let's try watercolor portraits. <laughs> My friend Diana reminded me of this. She teaches watercolor portraits. But, you know, and you go that way and hey, maybe it's getting you a little bit closer. It might take another pivot, like, okay, what what about watercolor portraits? I'm not quite, I don't know, I don't like sort of getting the facial expressions just right. There's something not quite there. What about watercolor houses? Okay, let's do that. And by the time you know it, you will have reached this destination of full-time creative something, but you've taken a crooked path to getting there. And then if you see it that way, none of those legs is a waste. Even if there was a leg that took you just parallel and you didn't get any closer to your destination, maybe it took you to the next point where then you could pivot and go like that, right? So none of it is waste. None of it. You don't have to look at any of the legs that way. They are all a part of the journey and they're all getting you closer to your destination. And the extra cherry on top of this is that the way that this journey feels where it's not just about racing to the destination, it's about tacking your way there, is you can enjoy every single leg of that journey. You can enjoy the watercolor landscapes and you can enjoy the watercolor portraits and you can enjoy the watercolor houses and it can all be lovely. And all the while you're getting to where you wanna go and your life has been beautiful getting there. As opposed to, the this is all a waste mentality where you're going like this and backtracking and going like this and backtracking and going like this and backtracking, that's going to feel frustrating as fuck, right? (laughs) That's not going to feel joyful. That's going to feel truly like you've wasted your time and maybe your life. And that feels horrible. No one wants to feel that way. But here's the thing. None of these are facts. It's all the way that you look at it. You can look at it as this kind of a journey, backtracking all the way to the beginning, or you can look at it as this kind of a journey. Same facts, just a different way of looking at it. And the way of looking at it like this, nothing is a waste. It's not a waste. I can truly, truly say this from personal experience. My being in law for 10 years, studying for the LSAT, 
going to law school, being in debt, $200,000 of law school debt and paying that off for six years while I worked in a corporate law firm and slept under my desk and didn't have much of a life. All of that, I don't think of it as a waste at all. All of that experience has made me who I am. I use that law knowledge and that knowledge that I gained being in a professional workplace all the time in my business. And that experience just made me the strong, articulate, experienced, confident person that I am today. How could that have been a waste? So I hope that this has helped you to kind of reframe that question of waste in a logical way, if that's the way your brain works, sunk cost fallacy, look it up. I'm sure there's many, many more better explanations than the one I gave you, but I hope you can see how that's not quite logical. And then number two, just the bigger way of approaching life so that none of it is a waste. And more importantly, you, you are never, ever a waste because there's something to your life. You have a purpose. You have something to contribute. You have somewhere you're going. And if you can just stop worrying so much about wasting and get into the enjoying, that's just a whole different ballgame and it will open up so many different doors. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Stay, stay, stay on that crooked creative path and I will see you guys for the next episode. Hey, if you're interested in calligraphy, I have a free resource I really want to share with you. Calligraphy completely changed my life. And if you've ever been interested in learning it, it could totally change yours too. I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I've seen it happen for so many of my students. So if you're interested in learning calligraphy and you'd like to learn it with me, because you like my style and you like the Sheena show, I really want you to check out my free introduction to calligraphy workshop. It's absolutely free. You can sign up and learn in about an hour some really essential tricks and tips for getting started with point-to-pen calligraphy, how I teach calligraphy and the framework that I use for my students, and how you can learn with me if that's what you want to do. This free workshop is at freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Super easy, freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you in the training. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast? And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.